Hello and welcome to Think About Eurovision, a Eurovision podcast with me, Chris, a Eurovision fanatic from the UK. And me, Kim, a Eurovision not-so-newbie from Canada. Today is another episode of the DNQ Files, where we take a look at a song that failed to make it through to the final of uh, the 2015 Eurovision this time, to follow on from our main episode. I'm excited. So I think this is the first time we've done a DNQ after having watched the main episode, right? So I'm excited to be able to compare. I think so, yeah. So you'll be able to sort of decide whether this song should have got through to the final, or if it's best that it stayed out. Right, yeah. Um, so, this time we're looking at a country, obviously, failed to make it through to uh, the final, so we didn't get to discuss it last time. Now, the song we're going to be looking at is called I Want Your Love by Eduardo Romanuta. I'm not sure the pronunciation of that, I probably butched it, so I do apologise <laughs> to Eduardo, Eduard, not Eduardo, I think I said Eduardo, didn't I? I think you did. Yep, I meant Eduard. It's it's because E D U A R D and it completely threw me. I was like Eduardo. <laughs> and what country is this from, Chris? Well, so in 2011, he he attempted to represent his country, Ukraine, and he finished seventh in a field of 19 in the national final. Okay. In 2012, he also entered, and he came fifth out of 21. Getting better. In 2013, he attempted to represent Ukraine with another song and came third out of 20. He's he's getting there. He is. And then in 2015, Ukraine didn't enter Eurovision, so he represented Moldova instead. Oh. (laughs) And I take it he did not qualify. No, he qualified, yes. He he made it to the semi-final. Oh, I see. So but didn't he, he get, was the fa- didn't nat- get to the big show. Yeah. No, he uh, he won the national final, not without controversy, not without controversy, because not being a Ukrainian uh, citizen, not that that's one of the rules, but some people were there, their noses were put out because they thought it should have been someone from Moldova. He wasn't a Moldovian citizen. Yes, I said right. I said Ukrainian. It's been a long day. It's been a long day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even the one who's hung over recording this. I know I am. <laughs> so so I am also going to be a little slow on the uptick this <laughs> this recording too. Um but yeah, so not a Moldovian citizen, so some of the other contestants noses were put out a bit that he won. Yeah. And there was accusations of um corruption within the judging panel. But Ooh. these are unverified accusations. There's no substantial evidence to say yes or no. Hmm. But, but it uh, it wasn't smooth going for this uh, for this performance being the representing representative of Moldova, I guess. It wasn't. But two of the contestants who were in that um, cop that national final have represented Moldova uh, since as well. So Dorados okay. and the Sunstroke Project with Epic Sax Guy, who you've seen already. Oh, Epic Sax Guy. Yes. I do like him. Everyone loves Epic Sax Guy. Well, I'm happy that the world was not deprived of Epic Sax Guy because uh, they got pushed out by this performance. 
They came back another year. <laughs> Indeed. Well then, I think it's time we have a listen to this song. Okay, I'm so ready. All right, let's dig in then. Ooh, this is a big production value. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. There are sexy cop backup dancers. <laughs> Lots of sexy cop backup dancers. Sexy cops for everybody. For everyone. No matter your preference. I, um, <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting. I had no, I had no expectations going in and yet I'm still surprised. This is good. Like, it's fine. <laughs> you know, it's not like, it's not like a hilarious gong show the way some of them are, which kind of like has a soft spot in my heart. This is like a legitimate performance. With high production value and, like, choreography, a whole, like, set stage. It's, like, legit. Yeah. It's just, like, not, not you know, not one of my favorites. <laughs> it's, um, it feels a bit dated. It does. I'm trying to, I'm trying to put my finger on who Edward reminds me of. Some kind of, like, 90s, you know... 90s boy band who made it on their own. Gone solo. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. A boy band member gone solo. But like not the Justin Timberlake. <laughs> um Yeah, it's he's a lesser of the boy band members. Hansen. He looks like a Hansen. Oh my god, yes. It's very true. The hair. Uh, he's got the hair. <laughs> Okay, sexy bendy. cop. Bendy. Very bendy. So like, okay, because I, I... Did she just rip his shirt off? Yep, the shirt came off. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, listen to the crowd. Like, they're enjoying themselves. Like, this is not a amateur performance. Like, I could see this making it to the big stage. Yeah. Like, it's got me bopping in my seat. Okay, so what is this song about? Like, why the cops? That is a mystery. <laughs> There's no, like, I'm not missing a lyric about no. about cops in particular. No, I don't think you are. He's just saying that he wants somebody's love. Whose, we will never know. We will never know. One of these many cops, maybe. <laughs> it's kind of like funny because like the backup dancer cops are all in like booty shorts and skin tight leather and then there are um cop backup singers uh that are in like sensible knee length skirts and <laughs> like they're less sexy less sexy cops that's right they're there to sing and and the sexy dancing is for the other squad <laughs> Hey there, it's Chris. I just want to say, as always, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Every listen means the world to us. If you're not already following us on social media, you can find us at Twitter, um, at ThinkAboutEuro, on Facebook, at Facebook.com forward slash ThinkAboutEurovision, and also we have a website, ThinkAboutEuro.Vision. Also, if you have any suggestions on how Kim should announce herself to the world as she's no longer a Eurovision newbie, please tweet them in to us. Anyway, back to the podcast. Bye! That was fun. Yeah, um, I, I, I could see that having a place at the final.
It wasn't the best. It wasn't a winner. Yeah, I would not put it as a winner. But unlike some, you know, like, uh, oh, remind me, sweet Sweet, uh, sweet brains, sweet brains, sweet brains. Yeah, <laughs> unlike sweet brains, which was like a hilariously amateurish like outing. They had no choreography. They had no production value. I loved it. I mean, I thought it was hilarious and amazing. But I mean, there's not a chance that you would see that at Eurovision. But this one, it's like this is legit, right? Like oh, it's yeah. a true song it is eurovision quality and caliber it really could have made it but um i agree i would never i would not put this in my top 10 no um but it could hold its own it just not high in the rankings i did i liked it better than some of the eurovision performances i have seen though i don't think i liked it better than any of the ones that actually made it to the 2015 year which as you know is like one of my favorites oh, such but a good year such, such a good, good year, year. Yeah. I mean, probably doesn't come any surprise to you. I would rather have this over the UK's entry in the grand right. final. <laughs> oh man, or France? I, like, <laughs> or I mean, no, I would keep France's. <laughs> I I liked France's from 2015. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think that this could very easily be traded out with some of the other more like you know me how i describe it probably unfairly but like kind of like the basic basic pop yeah. radio songs which um you know are not really my cup of tea but like yeah you could swap this out for any of those ones in any given year i feel like and it would be it would be you know not a, a it wouldn't stand out as being like one that didn't belong no um, and he only just missed out on the place in the final, came 11th in the semi-final, so missed out by one mm. position. By a hair. Yeah. And I think it would have had a, it would have felt right in the final. It would have won, not a chance it would have won. Right. But it wouldn't have felt out of place. Yeah, I agree. I think that that was like, Fine. Yeah, <laughs> probably it's, not it's what Moldova was going for, but it was fine. <laughs> but this is, like I said, you can't be an okay song at Eurovision. That's you right. You have to be a brilliant song. Just too much competition to just to just be okay. Which the UK does need to learn because we've sent some okay songs and we've not done well because <laughs> well, the songs are okay. Well, you get the benefit slash uh, pitfall of, of getting to go straight to the final, so. <laughs> Indeed. You don't have to work for it quite as much in order to get there, but then you also don't get the airplay and the, you know, familiarity with the song. We've talked about that before. So yep. a double-edged sword the, I, being in the top five. I am or, so I mean, all for getting rid of a top, the big five. The big all five. All for yeah. it. Um, make make the big five work for it. Let the host country pass through to the final. That I'm yeah. okay with. But obviously yeah. there is the fact that we do pay a lot more money than other countries and... You know, we want those privileges of uh, uh, shaming ourselves in public. <laughs> that that privilege. I can't believe how much you hated this one. I really liked it. The UK's performance in 2015. It's so bad. It's just so, so bad. I don't get it. I mean, I don't know. I guess I do have a soft spot for sort of like the underdog Um I don't know, the, the quirky song that other people might be like, why? I I don't think that it's great that there was like a 
breakfast commercial. That was the same <laughs> song, though. Oh, um, can I just clarify? We don't have bird's eye potato waffles at breakfast. You have oh. them. You have them in your evening meal or your school your school dinner or your evening meal. So it's it's like it's kind of like a hash brown, but without any onion in it, and it's a waffle shape, and it's really nice with. Oh, I'm such a pleb. Honestly, I'm such a scumbag. But I really like it with um, <laughs> uh, Bernard Matthews turkey-shaped dino... Di- it's, it's, like, it's like turkey nuggets, but in the shape of dinosaurs <laughs> and spaghetti God. hoops. That is like a brilliant meal. And I trained as a chef, and I love that as a meal. Wait a second. You're having, you're having turkey nuggets and SpaghettiOs yes. and... And a waffle hash brown. Yeah, it was like a, I, yeah, a hash brown is probably the closest thing I can describe it as. It, it's like mashed potato in the shape of a, a waffle. Like, I'm not going to lie, that sounds delicious. Oh, it's so I good. Ha- I have the palate of an 11-year-old. So <laughs> it I'm, is, so it I is 11-year-old you. food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, good to know. I will not add that to my breakfast menu then. But no. the next time I'm having SpaghettiOs, I will look for it. can't believe you don't have bird's eye potato waffles in Canada. We don't. Not that I know of, anyway. Oh, dear. I know. A sad day for us, <laughs> us Canadians, I'm very sure. Sad. Very, very sad. <laughs> I know. But do you guys have poutine? I mean, I've had people try it to try to make it. Um, I've had it in a, a... I forget. It's a, like a, a, Cana- a, a Canada sort of themed bar in London. Yeah. And they do do it, but they don't use the right chips. It's like, they use basically oven chips. Oh. And the gravy was a little bit weak and wishy-washy. Was and few... it has to be cheese curds. They did use it can't be curds. like shredded cheese. They okay, did yeah, use okay. cheese curds on that one. Yeah, that's and good. It was, it was nice because, you know, it was chips, cheese curds, gravy, all good stuff. I know, but yeah, I can't go wrong with that. I'm pretty sure there's better ones you can get. And I've seen uh, people do it in the UK, like at trendy sort of food stores and stuff. But I've never actually seen one in real life to try it properly. Well, that is like, I will say that what we are missing in these potato waffles, you you are missing in poutine. I yes. think that we, <laughs> these are our 11-year-old palates uh, uh, talking, but yeah. like, oh, there's some delicious potato-based meals. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I mean as, as a northerner, and when you go to fish and chip shops down here, you don't get gravy. Now, up north, where uh, I'm from, classic is having chippy chips with gravy. Mm. And it's really good when you get like vinegar, you put salt and vinegar on your chips as well. And then the mix like salt and vinegar and gravy. It shouldn't work, but it really does. It's delicious. Really? Oh, yeah. Interesting. This just became a food podcast. I know. Like, we are so far away from our sexy cops that we were discussing (laughs) just five minutes ago. But now we have really traveled down the rabbit hole of the culinary differences in our potato meals. <laughs> <laughs> um, of the other thing I want to mention, um, Edward's uh, Wikipedia page is a good read. It sounds like it was written by him. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> um, Give us a little taste, like, what, what what's good about it. Uh, he started his creative activities from the age of four. Edward performed in the Palace Ukraine in Kiev, where personally, President of Ukraine, El Kuchma, praised him for the excellence of his talent. At four. Wow. Yeah, for the, for the excellence of his child talent, which makes me think of Bill and Ted. <laughs> oh my God, yes. Which I just rewatched recently, FYI. It holds up. Yes. Have you seen the new one? 
No, but I watched the original two in preparation for watching the new one. Have you? It's, I have. I really enjoyed it. Keanu Reeves, I just like, you can do no wrong in my view. Never been a big fan of him, but I do like Bill and Ted. <laughs> I just love him so much because, like, do you see he's the, now I'm, I'm seeing, like, I'm going off on the rails again here, but he is the celebrity that you always see, like, pictures of him giving up his seat on the subway and like i just read an article like two weeks ago that um olivia spencer uh octavia spencer sorry octavia spencer this was when she was like in la she had only been there for a couple of weeks she was trying to make it her car broke down on the side of the road and the person who pulled over to help her was keanu reeves who at the time was a huge star like and still is but like like i'm sorry come on what a like what a guy i mean such a nice guy canadian filling all the stereotypes all the all the stereotypes we love him um anyway but yes i do love bill and ted's excellent adventure the entire series so i'll watch that one soon um and what we were talking about that was eurovision (laughs) (laughs) Um, we're really going off on this it was uh, one of the hansen brothers dancing with some sexy cops i kind of forgot Right. <laughs> oh yeah, the Wikipedia page and how he was, <laughs> how he was. We like we're so all over the place. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. This is what happens when you podcast hungover, guys. It's just like <laughs> it's just what even is focused. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I should give that a read then for a little chuckle. Oh, Edward's, yeah. um, you know, like autobiography on Wikipedia. Honestly, I'm pretty certain he wrote it himself. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Well, I think I think we've drawn a line under Edward and um, his sexy cops. Yes. Um, so we're not doing a main episode next week because we're taking a week off to get in sync, ready for junior Eurovision, and also taking a look at a junior Eurovision of past. Ooh, However, I'm excited for that. Next week, we've got a mini episode coming out where we're going to have a look at a former junior Eurovision winner. Ooh, I feel like this is like, I think, I mean, don't get me wrong. There is so much talent already in Eurovision, but I have like a particular place in my heart for like child talent. So you know how it's like you can hear like what actually what year was it that they had the Junior Vision uh, performer um, who who did a song uh, with the hosts in one year? They kind of do it a lot these these years. I think it's pretty much every year. I'm sure we have the former winner come on stage and sing a bit. I think we've only seen one in the in the Eurovisions that I've seen so far. But like, it gave me chills. There's something about that much talent in this tiny little person package that I'm like, wow, that it just like gives me chills. So I'm really excited to see like the the young talent that comes out of the junior Eurovision. Right then. Well, that's something to look forward to. Yes. Until next time. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Chris. Bye. Bye.